distinct comedy, fresh and original. Dear Clementina, letters from one border terrier pup to another. Written down for me by Colin Burke, read by Jimmy Hibbert, and engineered by Keir Stewart. Woof. Cavendish Street, Cartmel, eleventh of August. Dear Clementina, well, talk about things not turning out as you expect them. You recall that I was getting very excited about meeting up with my mum and family at the Cartmel show, and as you can imagine, the feeling of anticipation increased when the day duly arrived and we wandered through the showground on our early morning walk. There was already a real buzz about the place, especially near the beehive exhibition. <laughs> As prize sheep and rams were herded into their corrals by white-coated shepherds with lively dogs, posh horses were getting put through their paces by even posher riders clad in red jackets and black boots, and good-looking cows and bulls were having their coats groomed with big brushes and fancy hair dryers wielded by handsome young farmers in tweed caps. You know, it was if someone had scripted and designed the whole event as a build-up to the great reunion of me, the long-lost puppy, and my beloved mamma, Molly. Contrary to expectations, however, it turned out that she hadn't got round to reading the script. It all started promisingly enough when we turned up at the dog show around noon and almost immediately spotted Mum's party of six dogs on the far side of the parade ring, all sitting quietly and sharing three crates. As you can imagine, I was seriously choking at my leash once I'd spotted Molly and virtually dragged Monica around the perimeter to get to her. And then there I was at long last in front of her, my beloved mother. Well, I caught her eye, and she caught mine, and I caught her scent, and she caught mine, and then I caught the sharp end of her tongue as she barked at me to clear off, you little varmint. Can you credit it? After all the anticipation and all the excitement, and me having even prepared a little speech, and after all Monica's hard work grooming my coat to make me look my best, when that longed-for magic moment finally arrived, the pair of us hit it off like a pair of fighting cocks. Now, Debbie and Mick, who brought her to the show, were not at all surprised by Molly's reaction, saying it was par for the course when a mother meets up with one of her offspring. Monica, on the other hand, was as taken aback by it all as I was. But Colin, as is his wont, was quick to analyse what was happening. It was he declared in that rather highbrow voice he sometimes adopts, all a matter of evolutionary instincts whereby a bitch was programmed not to get involved with her offspring lest any resulting progeny be flawed genetically, thus putting the survival of the bloodline in jeopardy. Monica, on the other hand, had other ideas and declared that he was talking tosh. With her usual female intuition, she reckoned that Mum reacted like she did because the last time we were together, I was repeatedly exercising my growing teeth on her inflamed and overused teat, and so, at this, our reunion, she was letting me know in no uncertain terms that she was having no more of that behaviour, thank you very much. 
Well, who knows why she reacted as she did, but I certainly backed off sharpish. After an embarrassing few minutes, everything settled down a bit, and I had a chat and a sniff with my sister Elsie and half-brother Sid. But they were both rather standoffish, if I'm honest. So, after a couple more minutes, we moved away with barely a backward glance, and that, as they say, was that. It looks like you and Barclay and the rest of the gang are my family now, Clementina. There was one thing that I learned from my brief encounter with the family, however, which I was most surprised at, and it's all to do with my name. Now, when I first moved in with Colin and Monica, I think they took some time to agree on what to call me. In those early days, it quickly became apparent that they couldn't decide between calling me Get Down Stanley, Good Boy Stanley, or even Bad Dog Stanley. Eventually, they settled on simply Stanley. But it transpires that my proper name is, in fact, Ralaniero Smash It Up, and I am the duly accredited son of one Cobstone Way River Magic and his dam, Seymour's Bubble and Squeak for Ralaniero. That's Molly to you and me. Yep, Clementina, that's right. I was born with a silver bone in my mouth. I'm a duly accredited, 100% pedigree member of the canine aristocracy. Now it may be that you too are high-born, but if you're not, and before you feel that you need to tug a forelock or bend the knee when next we meet, let me assure you that I intend to renounce my title. Colin is a bit of an old lefty at heart, and isn't particularly comfortable with my high-blown status. He's decided that I should do an Anthony Wedgwood Ben, and that means that I renounce my title in the style of a high-born chap of that name who gave up his posh name to become a lowly commoner. So whilst the old man did concede that me being named after a punk band record gave me some working-class credibility, that's it from here on in. It's just Stanley that I am, and just plain Stanley that I shall remain. And anyway, as he commented to his pals in the pub as he recounted the tale, What's in a name, as Shakespeare so perceptively observed in Romeo and Tracy? Talking about names, Colin was telling Monica his theory about why Barclay likes to bark so much. She reckons it's because he's a Tibetan terrier, and they were bred to guard sheep and bark at rustlers. But old Smarty Pants thinks otherwise. His theory is that our pal thinks his name is actually Lee, as befits a native of the Orient. So when John or Jill calls out, Barclay, he thinks it's an instruction and begins hollering accordingly. <laughs> Gosh, Colin does come out with some nonsense at times. Anyway, back down in Manchester soon, so see you in the park. Oh, and by the way, Mum came second in the show, won a rosette, and lost a son, all on the same day she did. Ah oh well, such is life. Yours, as ever, Stanley. Dear Clementina was written by Colin Burke and performed by Jimmy Hibbert. This programme was a distinct comedy presentation.